It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. Gregor that sends it back to center ice. Uh oh, could have been trouble there, but Carlson poked it forward. Two on one with Hurdle. Here comes Carlson down the right wing side, holds it, throws it in front. Hurdle shoots. He scores. Tomas Hurdle, the game-winning goal. He has one goal and one assist. And his point-scoring streak is now at eight games. Wow, what a finish. The Sharks get the two points they desperately needed. And it is a victory for San Jose. Yeah, it was actually, I was kind of nervous because he actually threw it right away. I thought I got it right there on the boards because it veers. So I thought I will have breakaway, but uh, Kali making again uh, good play. I just give it to him, and it was two and one. And and uh, right away when he didn't shoot like early, I knew it was it will come to me. And and with a little luck, uh, somehow I get on, you know, one rebound and get in, and uh, you know, big big goal for us because we need really these two points before the road trip. And 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 again, I have to. Reimer was really good again tonight. All right, good morning, everyone. Happy New Year or New Year's Eve. We finish off our 2021 with the San Jose Sharks getting a win at home that puts them at 17, 14, and 1 on the year. 35 points, fifth place in the Pacific, one point back of fourth place Edmonton, three points back of third place Calgary, six points back of second place Anaheim, and overall seven points back of first place Anaheim. When we look at where they stand in terms of the wild card in the West right now, we do look at a Sharks team that is in third place currently. They have 32 games played, 35 points, one point back of second Edmonton and first place Colorado. So I think that when all is said and done by the end of 2021, which they have three games to make up, two of which are at home. I think the Sharks feel pretty good about where they are right now. I don't think they feel great, but there were a lot of different moments during this season when things could have gone a little bit differently, especially during the shorthanded Sharakuda stage and recently the Sharks being able to handle their COVID uh, shortages and walk away with wins. I think that was very, very big as well. I think the loss of Ferraro last night, obviously we didn't find out about it until right before the start of the game and I don't know exactly when the team found out about it, but Ferraro is an emotional leader. He is one of your best pure defensemen. He has been a guy that literally gets better and better and better every single time he's out there on the ice. So I think that for the Sharks to step up without him, it was another huge moment. And that's just the way this team has done it. And it's one of the things that I've really hammered home all year long is that a good team steps up when other guys go down. And that's what this Sharks team, more than anything else this year, I think is going to be their spine or their foundation or whatever we want to call it. But when the team went down with the COVID situation right before Halloween, guys stepped up. 
They went 3-2-1 over that stretch. Could have been a lot worse. I think that when you saw James Reimer go down with a bit of an injury earlier this year, you saw Aiden Hill come up with some very big performances. And I think that last night, in the last couple of games in particular, when you're down important players, you're looking at guys who are overall ready and willing to step up to the moment. And even though the Sharks are not world beaters at this point, they are consistently standing up to the moment. And I think that that is something that is very, very important as you get deeper and deeper into the year because other teams... They're going to have that inability to do that. They're not going to find the ability to step up. And if the Sharks can continue to do so, because I don't think COVID is going anywhere anytime soon. I know that, you know, injuries are going to be a factor as they are for other teams. And if you want to look big picture, the injuries the Sharks are dealing with at this moment, they also play a factor. So right now, the Sharks, again, their greatest strength might be the fact that they do step up. It is that next man up mentality, which is allowing them to put forth good performances, A, and get wins, B. Now, in terms of a response to what we saw Tuesday night, Tuesday night, I mean, that was one of the uglier games that I had seen in recent memory. Entertaining, no doubt. You get, you know, 14 goals in regulation, then you get an overtime and you get a shootout. You know, there was no shortage of action, but it was not, you know, what... The caliber of hockey, I'll put it that way, is not what you're expecting to watch in the NHL in a given game. And I'm not holding that against any of the guys because they've been off for a bit. There were COVID shortages on both sides. It was not going to be a pretty game any way you looked at it. It was just a little bit more um, a little bit more slop than we had expected. And I think the guys uh, were aware of that. And I, didn't, I think that they, they had a short memory. They didn't try to play a game that was a rectification of what they did on Tuesday night. I think if you watched the Sharks last night, it was not you know, don't be what we were last game. It was, let's play our best hockey. And the Sharks were very disciplined last night and they did not make the huge mistakes. I mean, no game is going to be perfect. And Bob Bugner said as much after the game, but the Sharks did a very good job of making sure that they did not make massive, massive mistakes consistently. Yeah, there were there were a couple mistakes. There were some turnovers. There were some bad moments, but they didn't let it get him down and they took advantage of moments as they got later and later into the game. And I thought that the first period, the Sharks were by far the better team. They weren't rewarded with a goal that I thought they might have deserved. But, you know, that's the sport of hockey. Whether or not you deserve something is not always going to be the uh, determining factor in terms of what comes out. And you've got to fight and you've got to build and you've got to give yourself an ultimate you know, ability to step up and you got to give yourself that ultimate chance to to put one in the back of the net. And it's actually part of the frustration that I have with the power play right now because the Sharks, A, not only are they not good on the power play, they are drawing the least amount of penalties in the NHL, or at least that was the stat that was dropped during the broadcast last night. And you get four power plays last night. And once again, you don't find the back of the net on any of them. That's obviously not going to help you win games. Conversely, they were able to get a shorthanded goal and then another one right after that when Burns comes out of the box and you get you know two goals in a very short amount of time to turn a 1-0 deficit to a 2-1 lead. The Sharks, by way of that, you know, by killing all the penalties, especially you know the one in the third period where they had a uh, two-man disadvantage and they come up with a huge stop. I mean, that was the type of effort that you have come to expect from this Sharks team this year, but... I mean, that's, that's huge. I mean, that's, it's not just a response to last game. It's responding to the level of their play that they expect to themselves, even without Ferraro out there on the ice, even without Kevin LeBanc being capable of contributing because he's out injured. I mean, the, these are key injuries and key losses that we look at with the Sharks. It's not the blueprint. It's not the team that we saw them being at the start of the year. And yes, 
injuries happen to every team and you've got to deal with it over the course of every single season. But I thought that, you know, just to watch this team not just try and rectify the mistakes of one game and go, but play true to their own schematic and blueprint of the team they want to be on a night in, night out basis, that was more important to me. But, you know, more than that, it, it may have been a game of really big moments and really big momentum swings because the Sharks are down one nothing after that first period. In the second period, they have VL get in a fight, and I think that kind of woke everybody up. You know, they go to the box. Both of them got five minutes. And then you have Burns take a penalty, and the Sharks are on a penalty kill. You get Cooch with the huge, huge shorthanded goal. I always hear this from Bob Bugner, and I'm paraphrasing him a bit, and I even tweeted this during the game last night. He always says, our best players need to be our best players. And I think that when that moment when Couture gets that puck and is able to bury it, that's absolutely massive because you go from a situation where you could be staring at a 2-0 deficit, and now it's a 1-1 game. And then as the kill ends, you get the go-ahead goal from Burns. And then if you want to look at the game winner, it was Carlson and Hurdle combining for it there. And then all throughout the game, it was Reimer making huge stops. And that isn't overlooking any of the contributions that anybody else put out there because, you know, Nick Bonino had an absolutely fantastic game. And I thought that, you know, you had just really good performances across the board. But it is important to have Hurdle, to have Carlson, to have Couture, to have Burns, to have Reimer, to have all those guys have such big moments over the course of the game because you can't you can't win without your best players. It's always great when you get contributions across the board, but like Bugner always said, you need your you need your best players to be your best players and that's what happened in those big moments of momentum swing. And I think that that's something that the Sharks will probably look back at last night and say that that's something they need to have happen more and more on this upcoming road trip. Because Carlson, you know, even though he did not get a goal last night, I thought he was really, really active in the Ozone. I thought he was making things happen. I thought he was making good passes and setting up guys really well. And, you know, if the Sharks are going to be better going forward, one of the things they're going to have to do is put pucks in the back of the net because I thought the offense was much better. They created a lot of opportunities. They put a lot of pucks on on net, but they just couldn't find the back of the net as often as they otherwise would have liked to. And I don't know if that's something they're going to be able to rectify this year. I don't know if there is going to be a correction, a momentum swing from where they are right now versus where we feel they should be. But I felt like early in the game, you could see that Hurdle was active, that Carlson was active, that Couture was active, that the guys had much more active legs, that Reimer was looking much more locked in, that your best players were playing early on in the game like your best players. Now, yeah, listen, I know Timo had a frustrating game. Uh, obviously, that's going to happen over the course of an 82-game season. It doesn't mean that, you, that your best players always have to be your best players, but you do need a number of them to step up on any given night, and then you can always look to the contributions from other players across the board. But those guys are making the big money for a reason, and they've earned that big money for a reason. I do not resent them in the slightest for being well-paid big stars in the league. Eric Carlson is a star for a reason. Tomas Hurdle is a star for a reason. My point is that you need them to do that on any given night. You need them to be that consistent player, or you need some of your best players to be your best players on any given night. I understand that you're not going to score a goal in every game. You're not going to get a point in every game, but you need it to be often enough to where it has an advantage. And I think that was the problem with the Sharks last year. And two years ago, 
so often you were getting performances from your best players that were not in line with your expectations or it just wasn't a 60-minute effort. Last night, from everybody out there on the ice, even though there were mistakes, I felt like it was an effort-filled 60-minute performance. And then the other thing that we look at here is the team was able to take care of business in overtime and not go into a shootout. They controlled the puck for the majority of the overtime. You know, obviously, we can go on a longer tangent about overtime hockey needing to change in the NHL because... I think it's kind of ridiculous when you enter the Ozone and you willingly take it out. I don't know. I don't think that's good for the game. I think you want action. You want things to happen. But I think that for the second game in a row, while a Sharks team was coming back from that absence and trying to find their game once again, for the Sharks to just finish it in overtime, be more decisive, it was A, a shorter game than we saw one game ago where they had to go to a shootout. So they got incrementally better in that facet. Against a Flyers team, let's be honest, They've been a lot better as of late, and yes, they were on the second night of a back-to-back, but you know the effort's going to be there even if the, the legs are not. There's no such thing as an easy game in the NHL, but the Sharks, they were better across the board than they were Tuesday night, and yes, even though it did go to overtime again, they were able to not go to a shootout, so it was incrementally better in that aspect, and I think that that is such an important thing to see because you want improvement from one game to the next in multiple facets, and I... I I, I swear to you, somebody asked me what I thought we were going to get before the game last night, and I said, I think it'll be 4-3 Sharks in overtime. Now, I may have been a little bit off. It was 3-2 in overtime, but I didn't think that the game was setting up as one where the Sharks were going to be able to walk away with an easy victory. I saw it tight. I saw it from a hopeful perspective where I thought the Sharks had a lot of corrections to make from one game ago, and they were going against a Flyers team that had been, again, a lot better as of late, but on the second night of a back-to-back. I knew it was going to be tough. I knew it was going to be a grinded out game and the Sharks were able to do so. But it's big in the sense that they were able to get two points for another game before going out on the road. If you look at the seven home games that they were able to play in this critical stretch once they came back off the road, you look, they got a a win against Calgary, a loss against Minnesota, a win against Dallas, losses against Seattle and Vancouver. Then you had three straight postponements, two of which were at home. And then you had a win against Arizona and a win against Philadelphia. So of the seven home games you played in the month of December, four of them were wins and many of them were with key absences. So we take that into account as well. And now when we go later on down the line, you're going to have a makeup against Vancouver, a makeup against Edmonton and a makeup against Anaheim on the road. So I think to be four and three after that, you know, I'm not going to, I don't love it, but I'm also not going to be disappointed because you've got more wins than you do losses. And let's be honest, the Sharks have been a team that's been hovering around 500 for the majority of the year. So I think that's relatively in line with expectations. Now we can always have hope. I, I would love for them to be able to win two out of three of those three games when they do make them up. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I will have my hope. So we'll see if that is the case, but Four and three out of seven home games in the month of December. I'm not going to complain too much. Also, with the mitigating circumstances of COVID, absences, etc. I, I am pleased with what we've seen from the Sharks. It's not perfect, nor do I expect them to be perfect. But now we look ahead and say, okay, they go out on the road and they play some good but not great teams. Pittsburgh, good but not great. Detroit, good but not great. Philadelphia, good but not great. The only team they play on this trip is the third of the four games, and that's going to be at Buffalo, and Buffalo's not a great team, but I certainly don't want to overlook them. But this is not as difficult as some of the other road trips they've had so far this year, and it presents winnable games. And I look at this as maybe being a 
three and one road trip because the Sharks have been able to get three and one at many points during these five game road trips they've had earlier this year. This is a four banger. Let's see if they can go out there and get three out of four. That would be an improvement. And that's, I think, what the vantage should be for all of these. Like, it's not that you want to go four and oh or three and one or two and two or whatever, but it's like they've gone three and two on road trips up to this point, unable to get the four out of five. Can they get one more win and make it three out of four on this one? That would be an incremental improvement versus what we've seen on some earlier road trips this year. And I don't think it's too wild to ask for that. I think we look at what they have been able to do. I think we look at what they've been able to get done and get accomplished. And I think that's well within a potential reality for the Sharks. And then you come home for four after that. Once again, Detroit. Then it's going to be a tough one against the Rangers where you're looking to avenge yourself from that one nothing loss earlier this year. Then you've got Pittsburgh, which again, is uh, it's a good but not great team. And then you've got the Kings before you go out on the road in Seattle. Then you're home against Tampa. That's going to be a tough one. Then you've got a really tough stretch to end the month of January at Washington, at Florida, at Carolina. And we don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but then they have to go play Tampa again right before the break. Uh, or what we had previously thought of as the Olympic break, but now they're going to be games made up over that stretch. But the Sharks have some winnable games in the midst of some difficult scheduling later on in the month, but I I credit this team with keeping their head above water and finding ways to get it done up to this point of the season, and I don't think they're going to drop off, at least not based on what I've seen so far. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what injuries are going to present themselves. I 100% take that into account. But I feel like the Sharks have given themselves a fighting chance, and that's why it's so important that they were able to get these two wins to end the year in a positive fashion and see if it carries out onto the road. Now, I don't think that it's going to be 100% the same. I don't think it's going to be something where the Sharks can say, oh, well, because we won these games, we should win that game. It's on the road. It's different. Life changes in the NHL. But I do think that you saw an increase in the quality of play And I think they're in a position where they can go out on the road and put together some good performances. And as long as the performances are good, I think that the results can go the Sharks way. I don't want, I don't think they can, you know, sleepwalk their way to any wins on this road trip. They're not that kind of a team, but I do think if they play disciplined hockey, if the message from Bob Bugner gets understood by guys like Timo Meyer and Jonathan Dolan, who did not have their best performances last night, and they want to come out and show their coaching staff that it was an aberration that that will also help as well. And I think if you get more performances like you were getting from Reimer, like you were getting from Carlson, Burns, Hurdle, Couture, you know, that's exactly what you need. I mean, if we want to go back to touch on a previous subject, looking ahead at the Sharks, it's even more important that they're able to get themselves the best players playing their best hockey out on the road. When you don't have the stands behind you, when you don't have the cheers and the roar of the crowd, when you're in someone else's building, And you are the enemy. You're in enemy territory, and it's going to feel like it. You don't have that wind at your sails. How the Sharks respond to that is going to be a big part of what they're able to do as well. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk with James Reimer after a fantastic performance that he had last night. And we are going to get into some of the post-game sound. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. 
Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Here comes the Philly attack. Right to the Sharks line. Oh, a give and go. And wrist the line. It's wide open in front of the net. He jumps at the puck. And a great save by James Reimer with 525 left in the first period. All right, we're now joined on the Sharks Audio Network by James Reimer after the Sharks' overtime win over the Flyers Thursday night at the Tank. James, man, I guess that was uh, more the return of uh, what a, a normal game after what we saw on uh, Tuesday night in which there was a little bit of rust out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you know, like I said in some of the interviews, I mean, Tuesday was uh, was a good old-fashioned uh, pond hockey scrimmage. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was, I'm sure it was a fun game for the fans, but not for the coaches or, or the goaltenders, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I know every single uh, goal that you give up as a, a netminder probably hurts, but even though you only gave up two tonight, were you were you disappointed to give up one late, or were you just saying, like, hey, over the course of the game, if two go in, you're still doing the right thing? Yeah, I think the mindset is just is make the next save. You know, obviously, you, I don't want to let in the first one. I want to let in the second <laughs> one, you know, especially with under five minutes left, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, part of goaltending is, is just trying to have that mental toughness of, of you make the next save. I mean, we're here to get two points, and, and um, the boys uh, were able to squeak out another goal. So, um, you know, that's just, that's just um, you know, the way hockey, the way goaltending goes, you just uh, – you just as uh, – as I think Dory said, you just keep swimming. I'm sure uh, <laughs> I like the drop there. Um, you guys, I'm sure we're looking to bounce back from Tuesday and play a cleaner game overall of what you guys did. Um, but how much did that change when you suddenly find out that Mario Ferraro is not going to be playing, um, you know, just before the game, or at least that's when we found out. I don't know what you guys found out. You don't have to comment on that. But, you know, obviously the goal was to go and play a, a cleaner, I'm sure more sound defensive game. And then suddenly Ferraro's gone. Did anybody blink at that or was just like, hey, let's all pick up the slack? Yeah, I think it's tough. I mean, um, you know, it's Mayor is is such a, a heart and soul um, guy and such a huge part of this team. Um, you know, the way he his commitment to to excellence and 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 work ethic is is unmatched. And um, you know, not having him in the lineup is is, is tough. You know, he, he blocks shots, he kills penalties, he's he's on the power play, he you know, he's on the ice in the last minute of the game. You know, he's 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 a big part of this team and and, and especially in the locker room too. He's he's got a ton of energy and, and he you know he, he makes the rink uh you know a fun place to go to every day. And so um you know, it's a big loss. And so, you know, like you said, I mean, everyone has to step up and, and specifically tonight, I thought Mello um, stepped in and, and played some good minutes and, and made some good plays. And, you know, I've, I've really been impressed with him um, throughout the whole year, you know, um, even early in the season when he had to come in when, when other guys were hurt, you know, um, you know, I'm impressed with his, his decision-making and how he plays. And so, um, you know, but I thought all the D, we just, we played solid. I mean, forwards to obviously the whole team this is probably one of our better games of the year so um, you know it was it was it was fun it was fun to watch and and it's kind of how we have to play when uh when Mary's in the lineup I felt like this was a game of a lot of big moments whether it was VL getting in the fight and kind of firing guys up with then Burns having to go to the box Cooch gets the shorthanded goal, then uh, then uh, Burns comes out and he gets the go-ahead goal shortly thereafter, and then you guys have the big uh, two-man-down penalty kill. You know, sometimes it feels like even though you guys are doing all the little things right over the course of those games, that the little moments like that or the big moments like that can kind of give you that much more momentum. Did it feel like you guys fed off those pretty well? 
Yeah, I think tonight was was just an honest game for us. You, you know, it's it's nice when when you're it's nice when you're dominating the game and and the score uh, reflects it. You know, you're up by a couple goals or something like that. But tonight, you know, kudos to their goalie. He played he played unbelievable tonight, and and so it was it was a tight game. And uh, you know, you just have to stick with it, have that resiliency in your game, and 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 make sure that although you're you're dominating the game, you you still you still stick to the details and, and have that same commitment uh, to whatever it takes to win. And, and I thought that was that was there tonight with exactly the moments you talked about and the fights, the blocks, the the penalty kills, you know what I mean? Um, the grind in OT, you know, we we uh, we we did what we we had to do, you know, and so um, that's that's a that's a big, uh, big two points for us. And then one final one for you, you know, when you were out for a little bit, we saw Aiden Hill make a lot of consecutive starts. Now Aiden's on the COVID list, and you know, obviously we don't know how long that's going to go, even though the protocols have changed a little bit. Do you feel like this is your chance to kind of return the favor and step in for him when you know the the opposite was true when you were out for a bit? Yeah, I mean that's that's the way the season. That's the way hockey goes. That's the way the season goes. And and um, you know, like I said, I think I don't know when I said a couple of days ago. I mean, you know, I love Hiller. He's he's a great guy, and 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 he's a competitor, and and. Uh, and uh you know so far it's been it's been a lot of fun playing with him and and uh you know when he's in there like i said i'm his biggest fan and and when i'm in there i'm sure it's it's likewise and and you just you know we <laughs> it's a cliche right but i mean we want to make the playoffs that's our goal and, and and so we need to play well um to give the boys a chance and so you know when i get the nod you know you carry the load and and, and likewise for him and so um, you know, if I'm in there, it doesn't matter if it's one game every week or, or three games a week. You just, you just, um, you know, you just try to make the most of, of that opportunity and, and, and giving the boys, you know, the chance they deserve. Optimus Rhyme, love it, man. Appreciate this and uh, have fun out on the road. All right. You betcha. You betcha. Have a good night. Oh, man. Fun talking with Reimer after the game last night. By the way, that was a classic. Tell me you have kids without telling me you have kids moment when he drops the uh, Dory just keep swimming line in there because yes, and I and believe me, I'm a big fan of Finding Nemo. Fantastic flick. But I'm a dad. I've got kids. I have seen that movie so many, many, many times. Now, the Sharks are going out on the road for four. We keep on talking about the importance of these two wins before going out on the road. Here's head coach Bob Bugner on that after the win. Yeah, I thought that, uh, um, you, you know, we felt uh, it's a long time to sit around during a 10-day break or whatever we had, uh, you know, losing a couple at home before you uh, before you get a break. And it's a long time to sit with that. So it was nice to get two wins here out of the gate. And, uh, you know, we know we got a tough road trip uh, but uh, we want to stay in this thing we want to stay in this hunt and and, and you know keep clawing at it and uh, and, we're, and we're right there so it's uh, um, you know it's a, it's a, it's a big uh, it was a big week for us yeah big week for a number of reasons a they were able to play well in light of absences and they were still dealing with COVID you didn't know what was going to happen when guys came back from the Christmas break and also after losing two games and like Bugner alluded to, having to sit on it for a while, I'm sure that the guys were not very happy about that. They wanted to bounce back in a big way, and they were able to do so and get two wins in two consecutive games. Was it their prettiest hockey? No, but nothing of what the Sharks done this year has been quote-unquote pretty hockey. There have been a lot of grinded-out, effort-filled, character-style wins, and even though Tuesday night was a bit of uh, oddity, they still got the two points there. And then last night, again, able to get the two points. Tomas Hurdle. Yeah, it was uh, it was really big, you know, for us. Uh, we won, you know, because we knew it will be high road trip, you know, and we started in Pittsburgh, and and on the road it's always tough, and and we knew we need these 
this game, you know, really badly. So, so it after you know, big four points at, at a homestand. You know, we finished it long homestand, and now we have we have some work on the row, and we have to be ready because, you know, when we when we every time look to the Pacific, it's everybody getting points. It's like never like always shootouts or overtimes. Everybody getting some points, so we have to keep winning if we want to stay play in a playoff race. Now, if the Sharks want to continue to get better as a team, they need to be better on the power play. They've gone 11 straight without scoring a goal. They went 0 for 4 last night. Yes, they were able to get a shorthanded goal. The penalty kill came up big, but that's only half of the work that needs to be done on special teams. Your power play needs to come through. This is what Hurdle offered on that. Yeah, 100%. We have to get better because we need uh, we need to team help with power plays, you know, and, and we... Uh, you know, we know like this year we don't get many power plays like other teams. We got lately some, but I think we have to be still better. I, have, I think we have to be better around the net, get some rebounds, and 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 get there because so far it's it's it wasn't looking great. The power play, we don't have really good chances, and we have to for sure work on work on it better because you know we need we need these power plays. It's helping doing the games. And I think if there's one really nice aspect of Bob Bugner's coaching style that's rubbed off on the team is the Sharks are very, very honest in their assessment. Tomas Hurdle made no bones about the fact that the Sharks need to be better on the power play, didn't try to make any excuses, just laid it out there and acknowledged the team knows they need to be better. And if the Sharks can improve that power play, things are going to get much, much better for them. And that's, again... Such a huge issue for this team. Out of the gate, they looked a lot better on the power play in the first you know, couple games of the year, or first 10 games of the year. But since then, it's been more of a, a regression to what we saw last year. Can they still correct it? Of course, things can change. There's plenty of time. But again, like so many times we've talked about it with the Sharks this year, there's no better time than the present, especially right now when you've won two in a row, you're going out on the road, and you'd like to see if you can get three out of four on this road trip to really improve your standings and really improve where you are in the overall picture when looking at the Western Conference. That wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. We will talk again on Monday morning after the Sharks do battle with the Penguins in Pittsburgh. San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.